Welcome once again, ladies and gents, to Failure to Launch, Season 1, Dark Waters, Episode 3. My name is Jonathan Barber, I'm a screenwriter for hire, and this is a choose-your-own-adventure of my machination. Joining me, I got three awesome guys. We've got Chris Matthews. Hello. We've also got David Calvert. Hey. And Mitch Stockmull. Hey, guys. Welcome, guys. So good to have you again for our third episode of the podcast. Didn't think you guys would live this long. What about you? That hurts. You know, I thought I was going to make it this far. We were a pretty successful team. Yeah, you guys have been good so far. You had uh, one or two close shaves last time, but uh, David, not David, Chris, your gravity boot idea really saved everyone's bacon, didn't it? I would think so. Yeah. It's all part of the so, plan. Um, <laughs> all part of the plan. Master get plan we have laid out. So for the audience and for you guys, let's do a quick recap. Uh, where did you guys end up at the end of last episode? I think we were still on the, the roof, weren't we? Yeah, you came through the roof and you were staring ahead at all the other places in chronological order based on difficulty, of course. Based on uh, where someone wants us to go. Yes, based on where... So, um, if you remember, who else was with you? You have Axel, you have Klaus, and you have your little robot buddy. Do you remember your robot's name? Oh, crud, we gave it a name and I can't remember. Uh, uh, I was just editing the second episode, don't worry. It was called Eva. Evie. Evie? Yeah, that's it. Oops. Yeah, Evie. <laughs> so you're just there and you don't even know. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was just thinking of Wally. Because I remember when you used your blowtorch, remember to go through zero G? Yeah. It's like, Wally. <laughs> and how did they kiss in that movie? They just sparked each other's faces? I guess. That's not a normal kiss. I mean, I guess that movie came out, what, 11 years ago now? God, I feel old. That's weird. Anyways, Axel says, what's Wally? I don't even know what I'm talking about. Anyways, guys, let's keep getting on with the plot. Um, so as you look out at the um, chronologically ordered areas in front of you, you see you've already passed the housing district, you're in the food court now, and ahead of you, you see a couple different locations. Specifically, very close to you, you see the communications relay and the hospital. And very, very far away, you see the space laser. What do you guys want to do now? For the sake of railroads, because I need some trains. All aboard. <laughs> I, I do want to see communications tower. Yeah. All right. So how do you guys want to get there? Because if you look down beneath you, you see just bunches of, and what do you guys call the zombies again? Uglies. Uglies. <laughs> yeah, you see a bunch of uglies just shambling across the street. Not the zombie kind of shambling, but a more creative shambling, you know? <laughs> They're unique what? and different from zombies in this particular way. My OC, do not steal. Yes. All right. So what do you guys want to do? So are we within jumping distance of any other rooftops? As long as you're not fat, sure. <laughs> How fat is our? How fat are we? Guess you gotta find out. Do we? How's Klaus looking? Hey Klaus, why don't you jump first? Klaus um is just in the corner eating some schnitzel. He's like, mmm, my tummy hurts. I'm not ready to jump. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> take a schnitzel and throw it across the roof and say, go get it. Mmm, my schnitzel. Klaus does an acrobatic leap. He clears the building with like ten feet to spare as he reaches his schnitzel. Schnitzel, that's it. And he just like crouches in a corner, like hisses, and starts eating it again. All right, that's. I think if he can do it, we probably all could. So you think we should head that way? Yeah, so you guys all jump, you start parkouring across the buildings? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. So none of you have any sort of physical defects or anything that would inhibit you from jumping or parkouring, would you? Just being too good looking. Too good looking, okay. Yeah, a couple of the zombies, as they look up and see you, they're like... <laughs> they're <just> like, ooh. <laughs> but they do that more of a like, oh, he looks tasty, as in I want to eat him and devour his flesh kind of way. Not like a, oh, he's kind of hot. Mm. Just so we're clarifying. So eventually, you jump over to a alleyway that looks kind of empty. And thankfully, the communication relay is pretty far removed from any sort of housing area. So there's only like one or two uglies kind of shambling in front of the location. Uh, is there anything around that I could pick up and like throw other than Klaus? Yeah, so you're in the alleyway right now. You see a bunch of discarded trash. You see like a trash, one of those kind of aluminum trash bins, but it's futuristic, obviously. You see a couple of um, pieces of trash, um, some dry wood, that kind of stuff. Pick up one of the meteor pieces of trash. I'm going to chuck it to the opposite side of the street. Oh, okay. Someone's been playing some video games recently. So one of the guys like, oh, what's that? Let's go investigate. And then they both walk and turn their backs to you and don't look. All right, so they're, now fully just talk? they're fully coherent? And that, that was just me breaking the immersion. I'm oh, sorry. That's fine. Okay. So it's more like, oh, oh, and they just shamble <laughs> over. <laughs> All right, let's sneak over there before they notice. Yeah, so they're distracted for now. And you guys go over to the communication tower? Yep. Yep. I'm going to ride on All the right. back of the little robot. <laughs> okay. So 
Yeah, yeah, whatever, okay. So you finally have made it to the communication relay. Now you can actually do your job. But it seems like fixing the tower is now the least of your worries. The OFM communication relay is composed of a small building next to a modest looking launch pad, which is elevated a few feet into the air. There's nothing really to stand out about this place, but there is a computer inside the building, which you assume controls the launching of the satellites, which obviously is how you communicate with the outside world. Well, I say we go to that computer. Go to that computer. Okay, so the door is locked. Ah, foiled again. I guess we should get home. I could try and see if I can bypass it so we don't make more noise. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, you could try that. It is a digital lock. Try that. Mitch, I want you to roll for me to see if you can do it. But do it All at right. advantage since this is your specialty. Oh, okay. Then Which obviously it. means you can roll twice. Oh. Then do you take the higher number or do you take the more even number? If you succeed, either time it counts. All right. Uh, yeah, so I got an even. And even, okay. So, you know, you do your future thing, boop, 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 and then click, and you hear a soft little sound of a latch moving, and the door's open. After you, gents. After you, Klaus. Oh, don't mind if I do. And Klaus kind of just saunters inside like he owns the place. Okay. <laughs> Glad we have someone to go in front. Okay, so you go inside the room, and it is the barest of bare rooms. All that's in there is a desk with a computer and a keyboard and a mouse and like three chairs and a mini fridge off to the side. I'm gonna look in the mini fridge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you see the off-world mineral brand room temperature water. Grab oh, the room temperature in the fridge. Yeah, the fridge is kind of just there to improve morale. It oh, it's not even plugged in. in. <laughs> no. <laughs> you see like just the plug and there's no like socket in the wall at all. <laughs> yeah, this company's very um interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know how to save money. All right, well, I'm going to go sit down at that terminal. All right. So you open up the computer screen, and it boots up with the OFM logo, and it has, like, one of the off-road mineral tips of the day. Remember, questioning authority can lead to you being fired. Have a nice day. And then after that, there pops up a username and password section for you to enter. Can I access Internet Explorer? Uh, once you unlock the computer, sure. Ah, Is there anything in the desk? Anything in the desk? Um, you see, like, a pack of gum. That's about it. What about, can I pick up the keyboard and look underneath? Sometimes people tape their passwords on that. Ooh, good idea. So, underneath, <laughs> you see nothing. Oh. I know, what a troll, right? <laughs> Rude. Were one of you guys, like, a computer specialist or something? Yeah. This is me doing my computer specialist thing. Ah, troubleshooting, okay. Yeah. All right, now I'm going to look if they wrote down the password in the drawer. Oh, we already looked in the they drawer. They uh, Okay, I guess I can... I don't know, what would I do in this instance? I don't know, try to hack it, I guess. I guess, that's very ambiguous, but <laughs> I'll hack it. Okay, so David tries to hack it, and... <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so what I was wanting you to do there, you're like, oh, I should use my hacking skills just to automatically open it, and I would have accepted that, so, yeah. You would have accepted it? Yes, I would. Oh. So, um... Kind of like one of those 90s themes places, David just like hands whiz across the computer and it pops up and he logs into the computer. So you finally open up onto the desktop page and it's a pretty bare screen except for four files on the home page. They are labeled as such. There's probelaunch.exe, map.png, divecenter.exe, and ah!.wav. Hmm, that one kind of sounds interesting. It's an audio file. I know, I am interested yeah. in listening to Bunch of some nerds, screams. you knew that. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up the file explorer for, is this Windows? What, what are we working with here? Um, in the future they only use Ubuntu. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it's the master race. Alright, sure, yeah, How we, let's listen to that WAV. Okay. Before, wait, before you do this, is this, a, as an aside, is this um why you were asking me the other day what common audio files were? No, that was for an actual thing I had to do for a oh, okay. one of my jobs. Oh, okay. I'm the video editor on the side. Hire me, okay? Okay, <laughs> with that plug out of the way. So, you open up, um, how did it go? You open up, ah, .wav, <laughs> and you hear the screams of a man in the last moments of his life before it sounds like he's being torn limb from limb. How he saved and exported this file is beyond me. Oh, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> how did, how did he so this appropriately time? name it? <laughs> All right. Do you want to check out anything else on the computer? Oh, for sure. Um, let's. Uh, let's. Well, we can't run that EXE because it's Ubuntu, so that's not going to work out. Oh crud! I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, it works. It works. The future fixed it. Okay. Oh, the future's plot armor. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, what was the other one? Map. So it was map.png, launch.exe, and divecenter.exe. 
Yeah. All right. Let's let's start with the the map. The map. Okay. So a map pops up on screen, and the location of this map appears to be a rather spacious area, and you see five key areas highlighted on it. They read elevator, reactor, laboratory, escape pods, and emergency weapon storage. Um, while you're reading over it, Axel peeks over your shoulder. He's like, hey, I know where that is. That's part of the reactor down in the core. I put my hand over the screen and say, mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> do we have like, do I have a flash drive? Or is there a flash drive in the desk where I could save this for later? Yeah, so Klaus actually says, oh, you can use mine. Uh... He says, yeah, it has 256 megabytes. Yeah. Oh, it's technology. No, what happened to this whole feature thing? Wait, why Klaus, don't we just um, use the robot? Hey, and Klaus can't afford anything nicer. Don't make fun of him. All right, that's, uh, that's a good idea. Let's just plug this robot into this map. So Eva or Evie goes like, and just pops in her USB and downloads the schematic. She now says, core map downloaded. That sounds kind of lame. But yeah, she says, <laughs> I've, she says, downloaded the map of the core. And then it pops up on her little display, and you can see a map of the core. Nice, good call with the robot. And then Axel says, yeah, in case you guys didn't know, we've got a research lab located down at the core of the planet. So it sounds like if we ever need to go down there, this will show us the way around. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. And yeah, Klaus goes, that's a hint. Mm." Now, let's just, should we just blindly execute these programs? Do the diver one first. Yeah, I feel like the satellite launch is obvious, but I feel like that's going to drive us to whatever our next plot point is. So let's click on Diver Center. So you launch DiveCenter.exe, and on the computer, a prompt or a box pops up with a red lock on it saying locked. And it says unlock, yes or no. Hmm. I feel like it's going to let something else out that we don't want to be let out. Yeah, probably. So is there a Wi-Fi in this area? Like, what's going on with the internet situation? Closed circuit, maybe? Close. So... Since it gets like LAN, kind of like LAN, because all sorts of wireless waves are disrupted here because of the electromagnetic interference. Okay, that holds up. So let's not unlock it now, because if we need to unlock it later, when we know whatever this is, we can use the little robot, plug her into the port somewhere. Oh, like R2-D2? Right, and just kind of run remote into the computer here and just run the executable. So we can, is that, we can, that way, in case we don't let anything out, we don't need to be let out. Uh, it's up to you. Oh, I'm talking to my team here, Axel. Oh, thank oh you. pardon me. Ooh, yeah, Axel, <laughs> pardon fine. me. Just, do you just channeling yeah. God over here. Launch a satellite then? Sure, yeah. You want to do it just in case it's bad? Let's do it. I have a feeling I know what's going to happen. It's going to get blown up, but we can try it. Sure. All right. So you um, click it? Twice. Okay, similar to the um, dive.exe, a button prompts, or a box pops up, and it says, do you wish to launch um, probe number 3972? That is my favorite number, so sure. Okay, you click yes. You look outside the window, and you hear a sharp poof as the beacon that was on the launch pad blasts off and begins to sail into space. This would be a very cool and maybe even heartfelt moment if the space laser didn't immediately turn around (laughs) and blast it out of the sky. You stand there glumly as ash and broken dreams rain back down on your heads. Good news, you learned that the probe launcher wasn't broken, so technically your job's done now, so... Great. No, it's just surviving. Because I thought about this, and I was like, no, that's not a concern. That won't happen. And then I moved on. It's very professional of you. Uh, No, it was a concern. You know what? All right, let's just open the scuba thing. I changed my mind. All right. Let's do it. I'm upset and I'm cynical. I'm going to unlock the scuba or dive (laughs) center. You're upset because the probe launcher blew up or the probe blew up? Yes. Yeah, like, great, now we can just wait here two weeks and we'll be rescued. And we can just, um, eat some of that day-old soup that was still in the dining hall. <laughs> well, it was more like month-old soup now, but... Yeah. And meat that you have to cook yourself. Oh, you remembered meat that you have to cook yourself. We've got some month-old Oats. bread. I know Chris was carrying... Did you, didn't you throw the bread at the monster that was chasing you? I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so somewhere there's just a monster with some bread lodged in its chest somewhere, just walking around. It'll be easy okay. to identify. That is true. So you click the unlock button on the dive center.exe? Sure. So you click the button and it turns a pleasant shade of green. Somewhere on the station you hear a click and the Zelda theme plays. Da 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 da. Wow, that was. Alright, uh, shall we turn off that stupid laser? Uh, which is closer now? Is it the laser controls no. or the hospital? I say we just go for this laser. So, um, Axel, tr- Axel turns to you guys and says, so I've scouted out the laser before, and the guy I talked to you about who um, hold himself up in there, his name's Gene. 
and the uglies know he's in there, so they're always swarming around the ground level of the laser. What I think we need to do, we need to go to the hospital, which is right next to the laser, and we can jump across the rooftop to get in. Why they built a hospital next to a laser is beyond me, but hey, I just work here. Is there a way we could use a comm system to possibly talk to the guy in the laser? Um, if you remember, well, I guess you wouldn't exactly know this, but you can probably assume that this guy, his name's Gene again, he's the guy who talked to you on that short-range radio from earlier. Do you still have your radio with you? Oh, uh, probably not. <laughs> Wait, did, did any of you take it off the ship? Did anyone grab the radio? I, I, no, I didn't. Um, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Doll. Oh, <laughs> good try. You could always backtrack and go get it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that response. <laughs> Wait, that might not be a bad idea. I have the boot. I can just You do have everything. the boot. He has the anti-gravity boot from last episode. Oh, yeah. We don't need a radio. By the way, at this point, Axel's going to turn to you guys and say, you guys still need to get your ship repaired, by the way, right? If we're going to leave this planet. Correct. That, that's true. I was planning on buying a house here. Property value's really gone down. Oh, yeah, the prices are to die for. <laughs> Axel laughs at his joke. <laughs> and Klaus is like, I don't get it. So <laughs> um, so Axel says, um, by the way, since we're already so close, there's a shipyard that's going to be right down the road from here. It might have the parts we need to repair your ship. Neat. I say the time, hospital, turret, turret, and then ship parts. How far is the hospital? The hospital's about two blocks away. You can just barely see the top of the building right in front of the laser, which is obviously still really big in the sky. All right, so do you guys walk out of the communication relay? Yeah. Well, is there oh. anything else in a building, or is it just, like, communication so there's, relay? there's the mini-fridge. Oh, you're talking about in this building specifically? In the building specifically, yes. Okay, yeah, so you got a rockin' mini-fridge, you got a pack of gum... And you've got a computer, a keyboard, and a mouse. I'm stealing the gum. You're stealing the gum. Okay. I'll take the uh, what flavor? <laughs> what flavor do you want it to be? I have gum. Cool spearmint. Five. Okay. And David, what flavor do you want the keyboard to be? Um, mechanical. Sure. Mechanical. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, I want. So I want to take the mouse. Everyone else is grabbing something. <laughs> All right. What flavor <laughs> is your mouse? <laughs> I just want to be a part of this. Also, I gave Klaus the monitor to carry just in case we need it. You cost the monitor, okay. You're like, ooh, this is heavy. That's <laughs> why I'm not carrying it. <laughs> okay. So you guys literally just walk in, nick everything in there, and walk back out. Yeah. Except for the yep. mini fridge, I guess. It doesn't plug in. There's nothing to plug into. <laughs> you could did just even, tie it on top of the robot. <laughs> did we even look what was inside? Yeah, there was some room temperature water. Oh, I guess we should take oh, that. that. That's right. That's right. Wait, should can we that? plug the mini fridge into the robot? Yeah, you could. But why? <laughs> why not? refrigerator drinks on the why? go, Jonathan. Gosh, you're right. How stupid of me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we should really take that water. I want that water. I already grabbed a bottle. Oh, okay, leave. cool. Cool, we're good. We're good then. Okay, How many so bottles are in there? Just one. Water. Is it just one bottle of water? or? Um, So it's like five or six bottles of water. I'll take two. I'll take okay. two. I'll take one. Awesome. And then Klaus is like, I'll take two. Oh, well, that's just one. That's okay. And then he takes one. <laughs> and then Axel says, actually, I want one, Klaus. And he takes it from Klaus. <laughs> and Klaus is like, okay. Okay, so you guys leave the building. Uh, Should we go out through their roof? Yeah, is there stairs going outside? Or is it just one entrance, one exit? Um, So there, it's really, it's a really simple house. So you just walk in, there's two windows, and then there's the door back out. So there's only one entrance, one exit. Let me check outside room. first. Make sure they're still busy. I'm so glad you did. So <laughs> the uglies finished investigating, and they're just kind of shambling around again. I'm going to look out the windows. All right, so you look out the windows, and on the window to your right, you see a now empty... um you know, launch pad with just a bunch of ash where the satellite used to be. And to the left, you see um, you see a street leading towards the hospital where there is a fair, fairly large amount of uglies just kind of walking around. I'm here in launch pad? Well, that's where you came from. But like Axel says, like, remember guys, we should probably go on the roofs. We should probably go on the rooftops because the ground's gonna be too dangerous. There, is there like a ladder outside here that we can climb up or inside here? Um, there's the way you came down the first the first time. You can shimmy up the drain pipe. Mm, sounds like we're going to need a distraction for those uh, two guys out there. You want to throw your mouth, Mitch? <laughs> uh, I was hoping to use it in a bit more creative way than that. You can sneak up on him and strangle him with it. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was saving that for Klaus. Um, <laughs> or we can have Klaus throw the monitor at their head. He's carrying mm. the monitor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, we could do that. All right, so you want Klaus to do it? I feel like that's that's too hostile. I feel like we need to distract again. Is there any, are there any glass windows nearby? Like, yeah, the closer windows to, them to the than left. Us? Oh, yeah, so they're near, um, it's not the housing district anymore, but there's a business over there with a set of windows nearby. It's about, um, it's about 50 feet away from you. Oh. John, I have a dumb question. If you have a dumb question, go ahead. This may or may not work, but it will not put you in danger. Just me. How tall are the buildings around here? Huh, good question. So all the buildings are almost uniformly the same height, except for the big buildings like the hospital and the laser tower and the mess hall or the dining hall or whatever. So the buildings go up about 50 or 60 feet into the air. They're not that tall, but they're not too short either. Gotcha. Gotcha. Use me as bait and draw all of the uglies around to me while y'all go around. And I just use the grab boot jump to the rooftop. Oh, I like that. Okay. 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 Very brave of you. Go for it. <laughs> that sounded... Good luck, soldier. Yeah, concerning. <laughs> Let's do this. All right, I go die. ahead and make Remember your distraction. Well, first, I'm going to actually exit the window next to the launch pad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump on top of the roof to the communications relay. Okay. Then I'm going to try to jump over to where all the uglies are on the road from the hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm loving this graph, dude. Okay, you do that. And I'm going to start sink. Start to sing. Oh, what song are you singing? Maybe got back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Well, let's do Sweet Child of Mine because it's a classic. Okay, so you sing Sweet Child of Mine and this beautiful backing track pops up out of nowhere to accompany you. Wonderful. And you turn around and it's actually Evie playing it out of her speakers. The true MVP. All right, so you start singing and surprise, surprise, every head in the area whips over to you and they just stare at you unblinking. All right, guys, let's go now while they're not looking. All right, so you guys sneak around while Chris is singing. And Chris, um, what do you do for your big finisher? Everyone's just staring at you. Hmm, big finisher. It's, it's a big, big thing. I'm going to throw my gum. I'm going to take a piece of gum. I'm going to quote the greatest man of all time, Duke Nukem. I'm here to do oh, two gosh. things. I'm going to kick some butt, just for you, Jonathan. Thank you. And chew bubble gum. And I take my last piece of bubble gum, like, and I'm all out of bubble gum. I love, and I'm all out of gum. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So the monsters, they just, they smile when they hear this. And it's not because they enjoyed your quote. It's because they've established that you are a piece of meat they can feast on. And you see dozens of sharp jet black teeth open up. And they all, as if in slow motion, all begin running towards you, arms outstretched hungrily. It's me dumb, but I don't run towards them. Run towards, okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to jump over them. I'm going to jump right. onto the building. All right. Let's roll to see if you can do it. All right. Where's my dice? There's my Gosh. dice. <laughs> this will be great, depending on how it rolls. <laughs> well, jumping shouldn't be a problem, right? So you, yeah, yeah. Like, suddenly you forget how to move. Yeah, you can jump. It's just going to be a matter of where you land. It's a six. Oh, okay. Okay. That could have gone. That could have gone two different ways. So you expertly jump up onto the building. And the uglies look around in confusion for a second, and they finally see you, and they start trying to claw up to the building get, to get you. Of course, it doesn't work. They're not going anywhere. They're just very angry, very fixated on you, snarling hungrily. Well, I'm going to taunt them to keep their attention on me. All right, so while Chris is distracting them, does the B team try to sneak around? Yes. All right. Well, because they are so distracted, you were able to sneak around. And Evie, sensing the tension as you got closer, turned off, sweet child of mine. Oh, good. Yeah, so I was like, okay, wait a second. That could actually be a bad thing. <laughs> okay, so where are you guys sneaking off to? Shimmy up that drain pipe. Shimmy up. Okay, so you guys get to the drain pipe, and you shimmy back up it. And you are safely back on the rooftops. All right, well, now we need to head down to uh, well, whatever was next. Hospital. Uh -huh. so let's head in that direction. All right, so you jump across several more rooftops and you finally make it to the hospital so as you're obviously above the hospital but the first thing you notice when you look down you see about 60 or 70 of these uglies just actually no way that's for the laser forget i said that <laughs> <laughs> okay so you finally make it to the hospital and you gaze at its generic and bare minimum effort glory like any major corporation, Offworld Minerals was looking for ways to improve the bottom line, and they figured the best way to do that was with universal healthcare for all its employees. 
As in, the universe will sort itself out, and we don't want to pay for your hospital bills. After a string of workers' protests starting on day one of the Plunger's grand opening, a hospital was hastily built by the company. It's a modest, three-story building that wouldn't catch your eye, but it gets the job done. All right, let's head in. Okay. So what's weird, as you look down at the hospital, you notice that there are actually no uglies walking around. It's completely deserted. Perhaps they snacked on everyone who was in there already and then left when there was no food. Hmm. Maybe they're scared of doctors. All right, Klaus, go ahead and open the front door for us. Oh, I would, but I'm carrying this heavy computer monitor. Uh, it's okay. Give it to Axel. Okay. <laughs> Axel's like, I'm not carrying that. Fine, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. So Klaus kind of struggles over to you. I'm not sure how we jumped across all those rooftops with that monitor now that I think about it, but... Or shimmied up the drain pipe. Hang on a second. <laughs> don't think Oops. about it. <laughs> it makes perfect sense if you don't think about it, guys. Okay. So, David, you now have the computer monitor and the desktop, right? Uh, just the keyboard. Okay. And the keyboard. I, I dropped the monitor when he hands it to me on purpose. Oops. <laughs> um, Klaus is like, oh, schnitzel. <laughs> And he just kind of pouts a little bit because yeah. that was really heavy. <laughs> All right, so Klaus opens the door, and with a the door slowly open, well, revealing. Why did Klaus make that noise when he opened the door? Ambience. Mm. He's like, just wanting to set the mood, guys. Mm. So you open up the door, and like everything else on the plunder, the power is still running. But you see the hospital; it's very dusty and very bloody. You see that. Um, Whoever was here left in a hurry. There's, like, patient cots overturned. There's IV bags strewn across the floor. Like I said, there's blood and an occasional limb just to spruce up the place. But other than that, it appears to be deserted. Oh, and one more thing. I'm so sorry. So, while you are listening, well, if you choose to listen, say you choose to listen. I choose to listen. Awesome. So, while you are listening, you hear what sounds like faint crying coming from a floor above you. That was never good. No, no, I ain't dealing with no witches. I'm out of here. No, I'm done. I'm done. What about you, Axel? What do you think that crying is? <laughs> Good question. He's like, um, he's like, dude, I have no idea. I've been hiding in like a alleyway for the last month. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Sorry for interrupting right when it was getting interesting, but I just wanted to take a second to introduce you all to this week's friend of the show. Now, the friend of the show is sort of like a sponsor, but I don't make any money, so... Yeah, that's great, huh? So anyways, this week's show I wanted to tell you all about is one called Thornvale. It's a supernatural kind of murder mystery show, and it's being written and produced by my good friend Susanna Lewis. And we actually went to college together, and we've worked on a couple of projects in the past. She's really great, really talented. I'm going to roll her promo here, and after that, we'll get right back into the action, okay? See you soon. Do you love role-playing or tabletop games? Do you love Monster of the Week shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Supernatural? Do you wish you could find a podcast that combines all of those things? Well, look no further. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action. So do you actually say that? Yes, I'm actually going to say that. I'll be like, I'll distract him, you get him. And so I'm going to try... Okay, Bjorn, how are you going to get him? Um, Comedy. I just got this image in my head, now this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm. <laughs> <laughs> and truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another oh, three. Oh. That's, oh that's my, my second three in a row. Oh my gosh. We're killing this thing. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. I think we should go investigate with not me going first. Good idea. Let's have um, Mitch go first. Or Good whatever his character is. Yeah. Um, question. Answer, you first. Where am I in this? Am I still on the rooftop? Um, that depends. Did you shimmy down the, uh, drain pipe with everyone? He had to, like, reconvene with us somehow. So can I just, like, jump from rooftop to rooftop with my grab boots and just run inside real fast without anybody noticing me? Run inside the hospital? Yeah. If you want to, sure. I had all so, like, those you so, so you don't want the party to notice you is what you're saying? Because I was on the rooftop, distracting all, like, couple dozen uglies. I didn't want them to notice where I was. Yeah, so, like, you can just hop across a couple more rooftops, and eventually there's a building that they just cannot cross. It's, like, a, it's blocked off, so you're able to escape them. All right, easy enough. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to join up with the party now. Okay, so you join up with the party, and when Klaus sees you, he's like, That was beautiful! Can I have your autograph? And he hands out a notebook and a pen. He wants your autograph. 
I'm going to sign the monitor. Sign the monitor. Oh, the broken monitor on the ground? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Klaus just sighs sadly and acts like, huh. Glad we have someone in the group to beat up on. Yeah. Everyone needs a punching bag. Except for Klaus. Except for Klaus, yeah. All right. So let's go find that crying. Let's go find the stairs. So you follow the bloodstains and come to a set of stairs. Oh, neat. That's not concerning at all. Oh, also, um, let's make sure we get this out of the way. What's the composition of the party? What order are you guys in? Klaus is in front. Of course he is. <laughs> I love that you both said that. So the non-important people. Okay. Right. Then I'm next because you have the I most health. Most health. Mm -hmm. Then I could be next for no reason. And then Mitch. Okay. Yeah, I'll guard the back, I guess. I got a, I got a bamboo reed. I can do the caboose. Damage. All right, so I want one of you guys to roll. So wait, how are you guys walking up the stairs? With our feet. Silently. Silently. Okay, so I want you to roll a check for Klaus and do him a disadvantage because he's kind of clumsy. What do, you, what do we roll for him? Oh, basically a stealth check. Uh, I got a two and a seven. So two and a seven. Okay. Whatever the disadvantage is. Okay, so Klaus instantly trips. He's like, oh, a strudel. <laughs> <laughs> And he, like, smacks the wall angrily. I'm so clumsy. <laughs> then he kicks a couple of cots and, like, throws a chair out a window. <laughs> God. <laughs> Dang it, Klaus. You hear the crying oh. upstairs stop for a second, and then it resumes even louder. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll cry more when you meet Klaus. <laughs> and then Klaus is like, oops, sorry about that. <laughs> And then Axel says, hey, there's still a few things in here you haven't broken yet. <laughs> oh, hey, Klaus, did that chair go out the window in that whole thing? Yeah. Can you go look and see how far it fell? Yeah. So you guys were on the first floor, so it didn't really go that far. Oh, he's not leaning out the window? Well, if you push him out, it's a two-foot drop. Oh. Well, I'm going to do it then anyway. So you push him out, like, ooh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm so clumsy, sorry. He didn't really notice that you pushed him. Good, good, good. Eddie scurries back inside and clings to you. He's like, don't leave me out there alone. <laughs> Can we see if his chair going through the window attracted any uglies from the outside? I'm so glad you asked that. Um, you don't see any, but you hear a few. You would guess they're maybe a block away, and they're walking in your direction, not running. Let's hurry then. Yeah, let's, let's hurry up. Okay, so what's the order of the party now? Oh, wait, back up wait. Front. Before Klaus we go upstairs, <laughs> before okay. we go upstairs, would it be stupid to barricade the door since we know uglies are coming this way? I don't think it'd be stupid, but I think there's too many things to barricade, and I think that might take too long. I think we can just run and grab whoever this is. All right, fair. Let's go. All right, let's go do it. Run upstairs. All right, so roll me another stealth check for Klaus. Oh, no. All right, at advantage. On disadvantage. At advantage, you said. Disadvantage. <laughs> you must have right. rolled bad, okay. A 12 and a 13. <laughs> okay, so Klaus trips in the exact same spot from last time. No, you know what? I'm going first. Care <laughs> okay, good. So Klaus is about to try wrecking the rest of the room, but you're like, Klaus, take a chill pill, bro. And no. you put him behind you. <laughs> well, let's put Axel in front. Okay, Axel, Axel would be pretty competent, actually. Let's put Axel in front. Followed by I'll you. Followed by me. And Klaus okay. can keep guard downstairs. Okay, so you want to leave Klaus down there by himself? I don't know, what do we think? I think he'd make for a great alarm system. Yeah, I think so too. True, but he'll just bring them to us. <laughs> like last time, remember he ran to you guys with the monster? <laughs> we got out of that situation a lot. I don't see yeah, any that's problems. Alright, I'm fine with him being an alarm system. If he gets eight, he gets eight. I'm happy. Alright, I'm gonna put a chair down and say, Klaus, you sit here. Klaus says, oh, but it's scary by myself. Mm. If you see anything scary, just scream. Klaus does not want to stay down here by himself. He's scared. Can I roll to intimidate him further? Yeah, sure. Do it at advantage because he's a weakling. Okay. 20. Okay, so you pull down the sleeve to your shirt and flex your muscle. And he's like, ooh, that's scary. Mm. He's like, oh, I didn't realize I had tickets to the gun show. <laughs> And then Next he cowers in fear behind the chair. making is going to be based on Klaus now. <laughs> a pure coward. Yeah, so Klaus cowers behind the chair. He is now more afraid of you, David, than he is of the monsters. 
Cool. So right, he here. is going to be your watchdog. All right, let's head up the stairs now. You head up the stairs to the second floor, and the crying you hear is getting louder and louder. Uh, finally, you reach a door, and you can sense that the crying is coming beyond this door. Does the door look like it's been locked from the outside or inside? Actually, no. It looks perfectly fine. Now, there's obviously, like, a blood stain on the door, but there's a blood stain on every part of the room. There's a blood stain specifically on the door handle, but that's all you can see. Uh, is there, like, a window into the room? Like, on yeah, the door? This is, yeah, this is, like, one of those push doors with, you know, that little glass, like, rectangle in it, like, at schools? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you peer. So you peer through the window. Um, I don't know if I want to peer through the window. <laughs> I'll no. peer through the window. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay, so Chris, you peer through the window and you are surprised to see dozens and dozens of cribs, and you see babies sitting in the cribs wailing. You appear to be inside of the plunder's maternity ward. So there's obviously only 450 or so people on the plunder, but there's not a lot to do on the plunder if you catch my drift. Hence why there's so many babies running around. Yikes. How old are these babies? They look to be infants, a couple months old. Um, a couple months old. Wait, maternity right. ward, what am I saying? <laughs> it's a nursery, not a maternity ward, I'm sorry. Who's taking care of these children? See, I don't want that question to be answered. Um, <laughs> Second, how did everybody, how did all these mothers go into labor at the, like, similar time? I'm sorry, when I misspoke earlier, this is a nursery. Oh, okay. So this is where they would drop their kids off for work. That's what Axel tells you, at least. Okay, that makes a bit more sense. Yeah. Klaus, how do you feel about babies? Uh, Klaus is downstairs, so he cannot respond oh, to you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, I don't know what to think of this, except this is going to be a good distraction for the monsters. Oh, oh yeah. You could throw some babies at them. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> Bite-sized snacks. <laughs> well, that was terrible. I'm sorry. Oh, kid size. <laughs> yeah, kid size. Have your kid's meal. <laughs> Mitch, um, I would love to see some art of that at some point. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> You're gonna post on Reddit. I've drawn plenty of weird things and that's not gonna be one of them. That would be funny though, a literal kid's meal, LOL. Oh uh, god. Eating kids, giant monsters. <laughs> Uh, do any of the kids have odd stares or blackened teeth that we can see? So, from what you can see, no, but most of the kids at this age wouldn't really have teeth. Do they even look dangerous? As far as, as far as you can tell, they're just sitting in their cribs crying and wailing. Like, they have not stopped crying since you got inside the building. The fact that well, they stopped crying... No, I will say, I will say this. You see there's still a lot of blood and stuff in the room as well. Like, it looks like the rest of the hospital... Like, this room has not gone untouched from the carnage either. I feel like we should not engage because I feel like, first off, regular human babies wouldn't survive for two months without, like, you know, sustenance. Yeah. Correct. Uh, can we just, like, take the handles? Or, like, can we lock it? Or, like, push something against the door or something? Oh, I have... If it's like a classic hospital door, I have my bamboo rod that we can put in to keep it from opening. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah that that's a good idea. I'll do that. All right, stick it in there, and then let's get out of here. All right, yeah. Awesome. Quite anticlimactic. And move on. Yeah. Okay, where do you guys head to next? Um, find stairs going up, I guess. Oof, oof. That that's the that's the rub. The stairs are on the opposite side of the children's room. Uh, I guess we'll go back down then. Almost you're, as if the room kid. was designed by some malevolent game master, huh? I, I say we just go to the turret and get out of here. I don't know if there's anything for us in this hospital. Well, Axel gently reminds you that the hospital roof is the easiest way to jump over to the turret, since the turret's being swarmed by those monsters. Mm. You know, I really hate linear maps, um, so I'm gonna <laughs> say no. Well, Axel gets all sassy, says, hey, someone worked real hard on this linear map, pal. Does anyone have no, any rope? I have my mouse cord. Hey! <laughs> okay, I I'm gonna try... Alright, I'm gonna lean out the window and try and lasso it, like, around, like, a pole or, like, a pipe or something. And try and climb up through that way. I don't know if it's that long, but okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so the mouse itself, it's kind of like a standard, it's like six feet long. <laughs> wait, wait, how tall is the, we're on the second floor of the hospital, right? Yeah. How tall is the turret building? So the turret itself is like a hundred feet tall, but the actual building part is only about 40 feet. Oh, just jump from this window to that building. I'm going to, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. I can just go to the window and then 
I can probably ferry people across. Yeah, so you'll need to shimmy to the other side, but that is possible to do. All right, let's uh, let's get shimmy in. Let's tell Klaus to come on back up, too. Okay, so Klaus comes back up. When he sees you, David, he cowers behind Mitch. He's like, not the muscles! <laughs> okay, so you're going to try and shimmy? Mm-hmm. All right, roll me a shimmy check. It's going to turn out bad. Yep, one. Aw. Two. So you immediately fall from the building when you try to shimmy. No. I'm land on my right foot, then. Good call. I was hoping you do that. So you land harmlessly on the ground, but you do see those um, uglies that had slowly been walking over. They see um, they see some food drop out of the sky, and they immediately start running towards you. Okay, I'm going to stick my arm out the window and yell, hey, come grab this on your way up. Oh, your arm? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to stick my arm out the window and then okay. convey the message that I would like you to jump to the roof of the hospital and grab my arm along the way. To bring I will do that. We'll try that. Okay, roll for me. I got a 20. I got a 6 again. So you jump up, and David, you grab on, and without your arm being ripped out of its socket, you're whisked 40 feet up into the air, <laughs> and you make it onto the roof of the third floor. <laughs> Incredible. Below you, you see the monsters angrily growl, and they run into the building. Um, Mitch, you can hear some angry footsteps rapidly getting closer to you. Wonderful. So at this point, I'll, I'll make it. I'll make this easy for you guys. So you have two turns to do whatever you need to do before these guys arrive at Chris or at Mitch and Axel and Klaus. I think this is the time where we sacrifice Klaus. I think it might be. All right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go out onto the ledge and shimmy on and say, "Yo, uh, Samuel, come grab me." Oh, <laughs> uh, you gotta roll a shimmy check. Two. Two. Okay, cool. You do it. And what you said, Chris, come grab me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so do you go to grab him, Chris? I'm gonna try to grab him. In. So I guess that's kind of. I guess you have to jump to the very bottom and jump back up and sling. Yes. Slingshot them up, right? Okay. So you do a jump check because you'll land regardless with your boot, and then Mitch, you do a grab check. All right, let's do this gotcha. again. Hot diggity damn! It's a four. Fourteen. Nice. nice. Okay. So <laughs> yes. your arm miraculously stays in its socket as well. And then Axel's so like, what the heck? Is his arm going to fly out of his socket? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, you have to go pretty fast, right, to fly up 60 feet like oh, that. Oh, no, I, I mean, assume. you're totally right. They should be flying out of their socket, but is that what's going to happen if someone fails? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have to think about that. So Axel and Klaus angrily pop their heads out of the window like, what the heck, man? What about us? <laughs> you're next. Hold on. I'm grabbing Axel next. Wasn't okay, that two so turns? Klaus, so Klaus... Yeah, that's true. So at that point... <laughs> you hear some angry shrieking, and you hear an angry yell from Axel, and an angry, or a terrified, from Klaus. I'm so, going back um, down for Axel. Okay, so... <laughs> what about the robot? Oh yeah, robot. what about Eva? Or Eva? It has whatever. the map. And the mini-fridge. Um, Evie be fine because she's mechanical. That's true, uh, that's the, robots, the robots, ooh, the monsters do not go after her. So, Chris, I'll give you... Well, honestly, at this point, yeah, this is your last turn to do anything. I'm running down to get... I'm j jumping one more time. Okay. Save Klaus. <laughs> what? Yeah, Klaus oh. like, save me first, save me! <laughs> I'm grabbing Axel. Oh, no, and I Klaus is like, what the of. heck, man? <laughs> can't, wait, can't you just... You have two arms. Can't you stick both arms out and grab them both? Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay, so then here's how we'll do this. So you're going to roll for your left arm and your right arm. We'll decide who's going to which one later. Yeah, go, go ahead and assign them now. Go ahead and assign no, no, them we'll now. decide that after this. No, no, this we'll, makes decide, it more we'll decide later. We'll decide <laughs> later. You know what? I'm going to play full immersion. We're going to do this. Klaus is on the left. Axel's on the right. Because oh, my okay. God. <laughs> no. All right, Chris. <laughs> I know I'm taking a big risk here, but it's paid off. Save neither. <laughs> That'd be fine. Max is like, the heck, man. <laughs> so I'm going to try to save both. Okay. I'm probably gonna so which arm this, do you but... want to roll for first? Left. Klaus. Okay. So this is like in a movie. Time seems to slow down. You look through the window. You see like 12 monsters just running up the steps. And you see Klaus and Axel just throwing their hands out and like shoving each other aside to try and be the first one to get your hand. All right. I got to roll, don't I? Oh, yeah. You better believe it. Dear Lord... <laughs> Help, left arm. It's a six! Okay. Klaus is Klaus. Darn. Everyone's so disappointed. Now then, for Axel. 
It's a Forgan! Yes! Oh, yes! yes. Oh, nice. I was so tense. I was so tense. <laughs> okay, so you grab them both, and they're whisked up to the building. Down below, you can hear Evie going, the heck, man, <laughs> as it whirs around upset. <laughs> and, you know, the monsters completely ignore it, and they try to jump out the window after you, and kind of like lemmings, they all just kind of jump down to the bottom and get crushed. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Can so you going to meet us at the turret house building thing. Okay, so Eve, <laughs> Eve is not happy. You just hear a bunch of angry beeps, and you hear it whirring downstairs. You hope it's heading in the right direction. <laughs> I think this is not that crucial. I mean, she only had the map. Wow, Chris, well played. Applause. I'm having a heart attack. I Hold thought on. they were both going to die. <laughs> I thought everyone was gonna die. Yeah, like it's funny how we've actually had some really close calls these last two sessions. I've rolled better in these last three sessions than in my entire D and D career. <laughs> well, I'm glad you have. I think realistically we should have just went through the room, but it's fine. We're alive. The room would have been. The room would have been fine. The room would have been fine. I did, I did fun. not want to go. No, I didn't want to go th once in this in this scenario with babies. No, I'm sorry. That's where I draw the line. No, -uh. I'm genuinely nope. a bit upset. You guys didn't go through there. I was like ready, like oh the room. <laughs> but oh well, another time. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, okay, so you hear a bunch of thrashing downstairs, and you look down at where like the twelve monsters or uglies had like crashed. And you see they kind of all goopified as, you know, they fell 40 feet and landed on the ground. And similar to the monster that was in the food court, it slowly reforms and all 12 bodies have joined together in some sort of abomination. Like heads are sticking out everywhere, tons of mouths, about 20 different eyes all fixated at you on the roof and hungrily trying to reach up. Fun. But unsuccessfully, of course. Mm. Okay, what about the crying the in the, the nursery? Does the crying in the nursery stop? you still hear crying. In fact, it may have gotten even louder since you were last there. Hmm. So yeah, they're not they're not human anymore at this point. There's no way. No, I am happy yeah, to I'm, glad, I'm glad we didn't engage with those things. Chris, or not Chris. Yeah, Chris. I am still in awe of your rolling abilities. Gosh. <laughs> I that prayed. That was fantastic. I prayed. Yeah, gotta go to church for that one. <laughs> All right, so you are on the roof. And Axel says, well, that was a little bit closer than I wanted it to be, but looks like we've just about made it. So you turn around, and the laser is a 10-foot jump from you. You still see the laser just whirring around, blasting meteors out of the sky. But the building part of the laser, you see it's about a 10-foot drop beneath you. So it should be something you should be able to survive if you roll as you jump. I am emotionally drained. Mostly drained right now. I bet I've, you did a good job. I rolled four successful life or death situation rolls and passed them all. I was honestly just like, ooh, I'm ready to kill a character off. Ooh. <laughs> my god. No, I will not let you kill one of my characters. Enough have died. So, I believe what I just said was there's a laser. You see the laser ahead of you. It's about a 10-foot jump and a 10-foot drop to the building below. And you can jump it if you want to. To relieve some stress, I'm going to yeet Klaus. Okay, so you're about to yeet Klaus, but Axel says, wait a second, guys, I'm actually prepared for this. So you remember last episode where Axel wrapped you guys up in that sort of light lasso? I ignore him, yeah. and I yeet Klaus. <laughs> okay, do you actually yeet I Klaus? know what I'm about, son. I yeet. Okay. I will okay. roll if I have to. Let's All right, go ahead, go ahead and roll to yeet. It's another freaking six. What is with me? Wow, okay. So you yeet Klaus, and then um, Mitch this time, will you roll me an acrobatics, acrobatics check Check for Klaus? Oh, no, no. Okay. Three. Please fail. Three. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Klaus disappears from view for a second. Then you hear, ooh, as he thuds into the ground and takes one damage. And Klaus one is fish. like, I assume that was a mistake, best friend. It's okay. Oh. He's down to one health. Yeah. He'll make okay. a worthy sacrifice. So, at this point, Axel says, so if we're done killing our friends, um, so he whips out his white lasso, or his light lasso, and kind of like Indiana Jones, he shoots it across the platform, and it wraps around one of the rungs of the laser, like one of the ladders, that, you know, like a maintenance ladder. And then he looks over to you guys roguishly, and he's like, hop on, kids. Even though you guys are, like, all the same age. He just wants to sound cool. Daddy Axel. Daddy Axel. Oh, wow. No. Daxel. Daxel, yes, I like that. Daxel. 
All right, so yeah, you guys use your whip, on... Daddy Axel. You guys hop on board the Axel Express. Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Choo choo. Choo. No. <laughs> I, regret... <laughs> I immediately regret saying that. <laughs> all right. So you all hop on. Um, t- you all grab him with Axel onto his whip, and so Axel says. So this Gene guy, I, th- I reckon we should better try and catch him by surprise. So he angles himself towards one of the windows. He says, you guys ready to crash through this window really cool-like? Uh, sure. 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 Okay. So Axel, yeah. gra- Axel jumps up with you guys, and you guys whoosh through the air. As you look down beneath you, you see about 60 of these uglies all staring up at you. And Chris specifically, I want you to roll me a cling check. I rolled so well. And now I'm gonna... Uh, it's a three. Yeah, I was just playing, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. I know, right? <laughs> no, yeah, you're all fine. So you... <laughs> I'm such a jerk. So you whoosh through the air and you crash through the window. Glass flies everywhere. And you've smacked down onto the floor, and you have made it inside the laser. You look up around you, and you hear a shout, What are you doing here? And you look over, and you see this massive control panel, and this very tired-looking man, looking really scared, and having his arms stretched out protectively in front of the panel. You're not supposed to be here. You're all supposed to be dead. What it do, my weeaboos? It's your boy, Johnny V, coming at you with another spicy outro. (laughs) All kidding aside, thank you so much for watching episode three. Or thank you so much for listening, rather. It's a podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as we enjoyed making it. And I just wanted to inform you all that next week is going to be our season finale. That's right. Dark Waters is coming to a conclusion. But that's not the end of the show. We'll have some more stuff I'll talk to you about next week. But it's going to be pretty exciting. So stay tuned. We're going to be up next Thursday. Don't miss it. And also, if you've enjoyed what you've heard so far and you want to keep hearing more and more, be sure to hit us up with a like, a review, a five-star rating, a comment, whatever. Because that kind of stuff is how we get the show more visible, get it seen by more and more people. Anyways, with all of that stuff out of the way, I really once again appreciate you guys listening. You have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you all next week. Ciao!